It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast, the official podcast of the first place Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. It's an exciting time around Indy as we've got a lot of special promotions coming up, a lot of big nights, and also the Fuel are in first place with 55 points leading the Central Division and just four points back of Idaho for first overall in the league. It's a pretty good place to be as we are hitting game 40 this weekend. There are, as we record this, 33 games remaining in the regular season of the Fuel are 27 11 and 1, and they've won four of their last five games, and they are now 10 and 3 since the Christmas holiday and have been playing some great, great hockey in all three zones, getting a lot of contributions from a lot of different people. And last weekend, I thought was one of the more impressive weekends of the year. Sure, they didn't finish it out the way they wanted to. The last 10 minutes did not go well on Sunday against Wheeling, but on Friday night against Cincinnati and on Saturday night against Fort Wayne, they were skating shorthanded. Keone Teixeira had been called up to the American Hockey League. He was unavailable. Kirill Chaika had a minor injury. He was unavailable, did not play on Friday and Saturday. The Fuel had to call up two defensemen from the Southern Professional Hockey League. They lost some guys during the weekend as well. Matt Watson did not play on Sunday. Spencer Watson didn't play on Sunday. And yet they came away with two wins over very good teams, including a 6-0 blowout of Cincinnati on Friday night, a 4-2 win in Fort Wayne on Saturday. And Sunday they had a 1-0 lead until the last eight minutes of the game and then Things went a little bit sideways, just largely because the fatigue had really caught up with the team playing its third game in three days, whereas Wheeling was a lot more rested. They were playing just their second game of the weekend, and the fuel, the fatigue, not just the the schedule, but also playing such a short roster that day, it really caught up to them. But in a 72-game season, those games will happen, but... The Fuel have been on the right side so often that uh, Sunday's game very much an anomaly. And this team just continues to roll, and you expect them to bounce back. They are 9-1 and after regulation losses this season, and they've got a good team coming in this weekend in the Jacksonville Icemen. And so looking forward to that as the Fuel hit the end of January, and then come into a big month of February as well. And we've got a lot of great promotions to talk about. But first, let's talk about where this Fuel team is right now and where it is, is winning a lot of hockey games. As we mentioned, they extended their winning streak to four games with wins on Friday and Saturday. And we saw Chad Yetman extend his scoring streak to 14 games. He had 11 goals and eight assists over that stretch. Embedded in that was a seven-game goal-scoring streak that is a franchise record. The 14-game streak snapped on Sunday one game shy of tying Spencer Watson's franchise record for scoring in 15 games in a row, but a tremendous run for Chad Yetman. He's playing some great hockey right now. That streak, by the way, punctuated by two stints in the American Hockey League, which shows you how well he's playing and that he is earning call-ups. He's got 33 points in 28 games. Alex Weidman right now is 
Seventh in the league in scoring, 12 goals, 31 assists, 43 points in 39 games. And over his last 17, he's got five goals and 18 assists. Just an elite playmaker. Cam Hillis is a five-game scoring streak going. And the thing that is making this team click is its depth. They've got eight players who have played for the Fuel this season who have at least 10 goals as we have just gotten past the midway point of the year. Anytime you can have eight potential 20-goal scorers on a team or eight guys playing at that pace, you're going to be a really, really difficult team to beat because that basically means that each one of your lines is clicking and has a 20-goal scoring threat on it. And then you look at the blue line, and they've got guys like Kirill Chaikas plus 12. Cam Backer, who hasn't played in a while because of injury, is plus 10. Matt Watson's plus 8. Keone Takshera is plus 14. They're getting a lot of production from those guys in the back end. Chris Cameron's plus eight. Andrew Parrott's plus seven. Shane Kosmeski's plus seven. You know, they're, they're all contributing and providing this team with a lot of depth, a lot of uh, punch up front. And it has led to a hockey team that right now is really, really clicking and is going to face Kind of an interesting part of the schedule because they're going to step out of division play for a little bit. On Friday and Saturday, they'll face Jacksonville. Next weekend, they'll face Kansas City. They'll see Greenville in March. But this is kind of a rare time where you've got four out of six games against non-division foes. You get to see some teams you don't normally get to see. And it breaks up that run of seeing Cincinnati and Fort Wayne and Wheeling and Kalamazoo so frequently that we have so far this season and certainly will the rest of the year as well. As we look at the Central Division standings, the Fuel have a seven-point lead over the Cincinnati Cyclones with 55 points. The Cyclones have 48, but the Cyclones do have four games in hand over the Fuel as they have played just 35 so far this season. India's 10 points ahead of Toledo in third place, which has 45 points. Wheeling is in fourth place with 40 and they are three points ahead of Kalamazoo and four ahead of Fort Wayne for the last playoff spot in the division. Needless to say, there's a lot of hockey to be played, but we're close enough to maybe start scoreboard watching a little bit, especially as the calendar turns to February and there's only two and a half months left in the year. As we look back at last week, the fuel came back from the All-Star break, refreshed and energized, and wow. The first six or seven minutes against the Cincinnati Cyclones, the Cyclones had seven of the first eight shots of the game. After that, the Fuel dominated the rest of the first period and the rest of the hockey game, but Cale Howarth got things going, taking a beautiful feed from Chad Yetman. Headman's it into the neutral zone. Weidman ahead to Yetman across the line. Yetman right circle, feeds it across. Kill Howard scores! A beautiful entry for the fuel. And Chad Yetman collected the puck along the right wing boards. Howard filling the center lane. Took the feed from Yetman and redirected it. Past Beck Warm and the fuel lead at one to nothing. In the second period, it was stick around the crease. Seamus Malone and Chris Van Shaw both finding rebounds two minutes and 23 seconds apart to turn a one to nothing game into a three to nothing lead. 
feeds it up to the point. Gazic feeds Piak. High slot, shoots, save, rebound, loose at the crease. Seamus Malone scores! The all-star Seamus Malone finds the loose puck as Warren made the initial save. Couldn't corral it. The puck was sitting behind him and Seamus Malone found it. He scores the fuel lead at 2-0. Right circle, Hillis holding. Up top, Yetman's one-timer block. Comes over for Parrott. Shot, save, rebound, loose at the top of the crease. Warm doesn't know where it is. Chris Vidal's shot does. He scores! Power play goal for Chris Vidal Shaw. And the fuel lead at three to nothing. Again, Beck Warm having difficulty corralling a rebound. Loose in the crease. Warm was doing the snow angel to try to cover the puck. He never had it covered. And Van Shaw was digging for it, found the loose puck. He and Howarth both at the top of the crease. And Chris Van Shaw scores his second of the year on the power play. And the fuel lead at three to nothing. Spencer Watson has found his scoring touch here in recent games, came into the weekend having scored four goals in his previous two, make it five in three as he had a classic Spencer Watson snipe to make it four to nothing seven minutes into the third. Loose puck up to the point, not out. Lemos crunches his man. Weidman takes the puck at neutral ice. Hillis backhands it into the Cincinnati zone. It drops to Hillis across. Spencer Watson scores! The fuel lead of four to nothing. As Cam Hillis chipped the puck off the glass, got the carom on the far side, fed it across to Spencer Watson at the inside of the left wing circle. Catch release back in the net. Spencer with his fifth goal in three games, his tenth of the year, and the fuel have a four goal lead. Quick one-timer for Spencer Watson. Rookie Chris Van Shaw had just one goal on the season and four for his ECHL career coming into this contest. A power play goal on a rebound and then another tally with a minute to go clinched his first career hat trick. Sends it ahead to Kale Howarth. Across the logo at center, across the Cincinnati line with speed. Tries to undress a D, does, takes it a goal, save made, rebound, score, Chris Vinoshoff. It's his second goal of the game, the fuel lead at five to nothing. Plays it up to the point, Smerrick couldn't hold it in. Ballant hops on it, into the left wing circle in the Cincinnati zone, feeds it across, hat trick, Chris Vinoshoff. Andrew Ballant. What a loose puck along the left wing boards. Van Shaw with a center lane drive redirected the puck past Beckwarm into the net. It's a touchdown for the fuel and the hats are flying out of the stands here at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum as Chris Van Shaw has his first career hat trick. Not to be outdone, Zach Driscoll was fantastic in net. He made 34 saves, including this one, to clinch his first pro shutout.
The Cyclones win the draw. Josh Passolt splits the D. He's got a shorthanded breakaway. Deeks and a toe save made by Driscoll, who sprawls with the right pad. The fuel Victoria six to nothing over the Cyclones. That really solidified their hold on first place as it put them seven points ahead of Cincinnati in the division. The fuel would extend that to nine the next night when Cincinnati was idle, but then the Cyclones would bring it back to a seven point advantage on Sunday. On Saturday night, the Fuel surrendered the first goal to the Fort Wayne Comets, but rallied in the latter half of the game. Chad Yetman, a power play goal, tying the game in the second period. And then Cam Hillis and Chad Yetman scored early in the third to give the Fuel a 3-1 to lead. Sean Boudreaux drew Fort Wayne within one, but the Fuel killed off two late power plays with a one-goal lead. And then Shane Kuzmeski came out of the box Right after serving his interference minor, he scored an unassisted empty netter, his sixth of the year, giving the Fuel a 4-2 victory over the Comets and winning their third straight game in the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. On Sunday, Cam Hillis gave the Fuel a 1-0 lead over Wheeling in the second period on a nice play by Nate Pionk and Chris Van Shaw retrieving the puck. The Fuel maintained that lead until... The final eight minutes of the third, when you could tell that the legs got a little bit heavy and fatigue set in and Wheeling scored three times, once an empty netter in those last eight minutes to rally and defeat the Fuel 3-1. to one. That's the second win for the Nailers in six outings against the Fuel this season. Before we meet our guests, let's look ahead to what's coming for the Fuel. And as we mentioned, a lot of really special dates Friday, January 27th, and Saturday the 28th, the Jacksonville Icemen are in town for 7 o'clock face-offs. Friday is our hot dogs or sandwiches night. It is a do 317 night as well as you get your $3 beverages, $1 hot dog sandwiches, and $7 special t-shirts while supplies last. But Saturday night is always one of our great nights of the year. Blackhawks night as the Madhouse on Madison returns to 38th Street as the Fuel celebrate their affiliation with the Chicago Blackhawks. Chris Chelios, the Hall of Famer and three-time Stanley Cup champion, will be our special guest. We're looking forward to having Chris Chelios in the house, meeting fans, and um, we'll chat with him as well on the broadcast and really looking forward to that. Blackhawks night, Saturday, that's always a night you don't want to miss. And so... We'd love to see you at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Then looking into February, the Fuel will finish the weekend on Sunday in Kalamazoo. And then next Friday night, February 3rd, they'll be in Cincinnati. And then home for the next couple of weekends on February 4th, Saturday night, they'll take on the Kansas City Mavericks. And that will be our Hockey Fights Cancer Night. We will recognize the fight against all forms of cancer, benefiting Community Health Network, as we honor those throughout the night who either have fought or currently fighting or have lost their fight against cancer. Hockey Fights Cancer Night, always one of our great nights of the year on February 4th as the Fuel take on the Kansas City Mavericks. Same two teams on a matinee on Sunday, February 5th, as they will meet for Pajama Day, another family fun and kids eat free day. Pajamin is an organization that helps raise awareness for childhood cancer and provides free resources to cancer patients and their families. So wear your best PJs and come out for a great afternoon with a family that ends with a post-game skate with the team and supporting a great cause. And oh yeah, kids eat free. 
That's Sunday, February 5th. Also, Friday, February 10th, the Iowa Heartlanders visit. That will be our Indy 500 night. And we're excited to have Marcus Erickson, the Indy 500 champion, joining us. And we'll also be celebrating the 2023 Indy 500 ticket unveil. And get ready for the month of May in February. That's Friday, February 10th. Indy 500 night with special guest Marcus Erickson. Of course, you can get your tickets for those games and all of the remaining Indy Fuel home games, and there are still quite a few of them, at Ticketmaster.com. Stop by the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office. Call the Fuel office at 317-925-FUEL during business hours or get all the ticket info you need at IndyFuelHockey.com. Let's meet our guests on this edition of the Under the Hood podcast. Our first is a guy who's in his third year with the Fuel, but has been playing tremendously here of late, and that is Seamus Malone. Seamus is second on the team with 34 points, 14 goals, and 20 assists. Second on the team in goals. Second on the team to Alex Weidman in assists, and second to Alex Weidman in points as well. Just a tremendous Three-zone player, leads the team with six power play goals, leads the team as well with two shorthanded goals, plays in all situations for this squad, and has just been a tremendous player for this team. In all three of the years, he's been part of the Indy Fuel organization. He earned an opportunity to play in the ECHL All-Star Game last Monday night in Norfolk and was the captain of the Western Conference All-Star team. And so here is our conversation with Seamus Malone about his all-star experience. Seamus, uh, Monday night you had the opportunity to not just play in the all-star game, but also captain the Western Conference all-star team. And just describe what that experience was like for you heading to Norfolk on a very short note, you know, kind of a quick day, a quick trip down and back, but uh, the opportunity you had to represent the fuel in, in the all-star game. Yeah, I mean, crazy schedule being the, the four and four, but yeah, it was a good experience. Um, it was fun. It was a, just to say I can look back on that and say I had the, the chance to do that. It was pretty cool and um, met, met some guys I, I haven't met before and yeah, it was a lot of fun. How interesting is it to play with guys that you've been playing against all year and you see so many times during the season? Yeah, it's 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 pretty weird. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of uh, heated heated moments between some of the guys you're sitting next to in the locker room, and it kind of it all kind of goes away. Kind of kind of meet the guy, and it's, it's usually they're they're nice dudes, and everyone gets along. But um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a wild experience. How special was it for you to be named captain of the All Star team? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty cool. I, I got a couple texts. I didn't even know what was happening, but um, yeah, it was, it was. It was definitely cool. What was the day like? Uh, did you fly in in the morning and head straight to the rink? Yeah, well, we played Fort Wayne in Fort Wayne Sunday, yeah. so got back pretty late. I had a six a.m. flight, so I was up up at crack of dawn, and then got in around twelve thirty. And then there was a Hall of Fame banquet that I actually missed, so um, kind of just went to take a little nap, woke up, got a got a meal in me, and then went to the game. So it was, it was quick, happened fast, but it was fun. Got a chance to score a goal as well. Uh, how special was that? Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad it happened the first game, get it out of the way. Yeah. But um, yeah, with the format that it was, the three on three, short games, you didn't get much ice time. But yeah, I'm glad I got that out of the way. What was it like playing the three on three format with the rally scoring? Yeah, it was a uh, it was interesting. It was it was fun, but um. It was, it was cool how they, they split the teams up and mm-hmm. Norfolk got to get involved and a couple of women were out there in the, in the, the women's league. So, yeah, it was, it was a good experience, good format. What was your favorite thing about the experience? Uh, 
I would say just meeting guys around the league mm-hmm. and, and being able to talk to them, grab a bite to eat after with them, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's that's the best part of it for sure. What does it mean for you to now have that all star on your resume as you continue in your hockey career? Um, I mean, yeah, that's just something to put in the resume. But in the, in the long run, it's just just a matter of how you play. In, in the long run, one game, that one selection is not going to mean anything. Mm-hmm. So um, just got to go on this year, and, and I'm excited to, to see what this team has to offer the rest of the year. Yeah, th- this is a team that you know you you had the opportunity to be chosen, but it seems like five, six, seven guys could have been chosen uh, to represent the fuel in, in that game. How nice is it to be a part of a team with so many solid players and so many leaders? Yeah, it's awesome. I've said it before. Like I wouldn't be there without any of the other guys in this team. So it's um, I don't know. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty cool. And I, and I think their record shows that there could be, like you said, seven or eight guys that, that could be selected. But unfortunately, there's only one from each team. So playing that much three on three, I know it's kind of constant overtime. But, but what's that like to play as much as you have where you're playing? All those many games in a row. I mean, we weren't really moving our feet too much yeah. on Monday, so <laughs> wasn't too worried about that. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, it was a crazy schedule. Five and mm-hmm. six, four and four. Yeah. Like, it's just... A lot of guys were tired, so a lot of guys were in the same boat, but that yeah, was pretty crazy. So what was your uh, what was your event in the skills competition? Uh, I didn't go in the skills competition. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, there's only six guys selected to do the skills competition, mm-hmm. so, so not too bad. So, yeah, at least you got a little bit of a rest there, right? Yeah, yeah so. exactly. As we hit the second half of the season here, how nice was it to get a little bit of a break and be able to hit the ground running here yeah, for the second half? Yeah, it's always good to, for guys to get a little break for a little bit and kind of get a mental reset. And um, so now we, we got back to the rink yesterday. Everyone was juiced to be back and uh, had a good practice. And now we get to see where we stack up against the top top teams in the league. I think we got Cincinnati tonight and Fort Wayne tomorrow. So excited for it. Well, thanks, Seamus. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. That is Indy Fuel forward Seamus Malone, the captain of the Western Conference All-Stars. Our second guest is a rookie with the Fuel, Chris Van Oshaw. He joined the team last season right at the end of the year out of American International College where he played his final year of college hockey after starting at Minnesota State Mankato. And he had an immediate impact. Three goals and three assists in six games with the Fuel And this season, just because this team has been so deep, he's largely taken on a depth role, a depth forward role, and has embraced that. But when the opportunities have come to score, he has really taken advantage. And Friday night, he scored his first career pro hat trick, his first since the 2017-18 season, when he was the Canadian Junior A Hockey Player of the Year, playing for the Spruce Grove Saints in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. And so here is our conversation with rookie Chris Van Oshaw. Halfway through the season, your first full pro season, describe how things have gone for you as we begin to hit the the home stretch here. Yeah, first pro year, it's been going uh, really well. I've been having lots of fun. Um, Like probably lots of guys have said, we have an unbelievable group in there. And with our coaching staff, with uh, Dunks and Morsey, um, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Friday night, your first pro hat trick, probably your first hat trick since your last year a junior, I would assume. But how special was that? Yeah, it's been a while since I scored a hat trick, so it was uh, it was very special. I went through four years of college without even getting one of those, so um, definitely a special night for, for sure. Describe how those goals came about, and how nice was it to uh, to get that third one late in the game, just driving the center lane, looking like Blount put a perfect pass right on your stick. Yeah. Yeah, so the first one was just the greasy one in front, just banged it home on the power play there. Um, second one, goalie basically gave me a one-timer right in the slot and just 
put it in, and then uh, the third one, Bellyman and Ice played to me, um, and then I went backhand five ball on the goalie, and that was the last shift of the game, so it was uh, it was pretty cool. You were a big scorer in junior, and it kind of looks like you've transitioned in college and, and in the pros more to a depth role. Is that something that you pride yourself on being able to play in really any kind of role? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, obviously, as you grow and as uh, as you go from college into pro, sometimes things change and your roles change. Um, and, yeah, I just embrace the role as best as I can to help our team have success. And, yeah, for sure, whatever it takes to help the guys win and have success out there. The thing I've seen really from the moment you got here last year was your puck retrieval, your ability to force turnovers and win bucks below the goal line. How has that kind of developed and been a part of your game? Yeah, I mean, you, uh, you definitely learn as you progress through the years, and um, especially at the pro level, that's a huge part of the game is playing along the, the corners and in the in the paint there. So, yeah, just being a big guy and using my speed and possessing the puck is uh, what I try to pride myself in, and, yeah, it's uh, definitely a huge part of the game. Your last year at AIC, how did that prepare you, especially in really all four years of college at Mankato and then last year, prepare you to be a professional? I think... Uh, I think it really helped with having successful teams and um, being being a, being a good a good team and me uh, evolving my game every year. Um, obviously, transferring to AIC, it was uh, it was different as well, and we were still a winning program. And I did whatever it take to play whatever role I could to help our team have success. And I think that just transitioned into even pro here. Mm-hmm. Had a chance to play for a couple of conference championship teams too. And how special was that to get an opportunity to earn yourself an opportunity? to play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it was an unbelievable experience, and I think that really helps with even coming to the pro, pro level here. Um, and I think we got the team to win it all this year, too, so I think I think that definitely helps. What's been your favorite thing about being an Indy so far? Uh, people are awesome. Teammates are unreal. And I actually love the city of Indianapolis and Fishers. It's awesome. Uh, living situation that that we have is, is unbelievable. So, yeah, it's been nothing but nothing but great for me. How did you end up getting the opportunity to come here? It was late in the year after your college season was over and evaluating some options. What led to, to Indy being the place you landed? Yeah, I'm uh, not really too sure. As kind of, I was off, like our season ended, and then I was probably out for about a week and a half, and I didn't really think I was going to go anywhere because it was late in the season. And uh, next thing you know, I get a call from my agent, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're heading to Indy tomorrow morning, and I was like, all right, sounds good. And that's, uh, that's kind of how it all started, so things and happened quick. Those six games you had last year, was that a nice taste of what the pro game was like and what you needed to work on this summer? Yeah, for sure. It was it was really good to get your foot in the door and, and kind of learn, and it was also just nice to like meet the guys and kind of have that relationship coming into this year as well. What have been some of your influences as a player as you've transitioned throughout your career? I think my influence is just like being a team guy, um, being someone that everyone can talk to or have any questions. And I think that just being loud on the bench and keeping guys up and uh, bringing energy, I think that's been a big part of my game this year so far. Was there a moment growing up where you thought pro hockey could be in my future? And when was that? I would say probably my my last year of junior when I was 20 years old, I think. Uh, having a successful year that year, I kind of realized that um, if you keep working and doors keep opening up for you. So I th- I'd say, yeah, probably when I was 20, playing in juniors. Junior A player of the year that year, too, in Canada. How special was that? 
How did things come together for you that year where you were a you know, 50 gold, 90 point guy? Yeah, it's pretty crazy seeing uh, who won those accolades before me. Um, so that was that was very special. And obviously we were, uh, we were a winning team. Lots of guys had success that year and we ended up winning the AJHL championship. So um, it d- didn't do that on my own. I had a, a lot of I had a lot of help on that one for sure. Well, Chris, thanks uh, and good luck today and the rest of the year. Sounds good. Thank you so much. That is Indy Fuel forward Chris Van Shaw describing his first career hat trick Friday night against Cincinnati, as well as his time with the Fuel. Again, lots of opportunities to see this team at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum coming up over the next few weeks and months. So get your tickets now, starting with the two games this weekend, Friday, January 27th against the Jacksonville Icemen, Saturday, January 28th, Blackhawks night also against the Jacksonville Icemen. We may get a chance to see old friend Charles Williams as well, as he is now part of the Icemen goaltending rotation. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.